podcast episode number 110, Easy on Me, by Adele Atkins and Greg Kirsten. This song offers so much for us in terms of how a modern song should be constructed and the techniques used in that construction. Through analysis, we seek to uncover these techniques for material and inspiration in our own works. One element beyond analysis is Adele's voice and her interpretation. No words are adequate to describe the perfection we hear. First of all, the overall architecture. It's in the key of F major, 4-4 four, four time. We have an introduction, verse 1, chorus, verse 2, a bridge, another chorus, and then the outro. Let's begin with the introduction. It is four measures long. The introduction sets the tempo, tonality, mood, and overall feel of the work while creating the background that will underscore the verse. It features the piano playing a syncopated chordal background with elements that we will hear throughout the song. I believe it's probably best to do the introduction last and then take elements from the song, such as the verse, chorus, pre-chorus, etc., and then use it in your introduction to foretell the future. Please listen to the original recording as we go through this analysis, as I do not want to break any copyright laws, but I will play certain examples. For example, this melody of the introduction is truly based on one technique, that is neighbor tones, or also known as auxiliary tones. That is one note above or below the main note that you are working with, let's say a chord tone, or a non-chord tone. In this introduction, that note is E. It is heard in every measure, and mostly on the note one step above F keeps going back to the E. So we have E, F, E, F, E, F, back and forth. The E is the main note, and the F is the auxiliary note. Now, the color of that note changes as the chord changes. I've spoken about that quite a bit in previous podcasts, how the color of a melodic note as the chord changes will change its color. So for example, I will play that now. The chords of the introduction are F, D minor 7th, F with an A bass, and B flat. The F is the 1 chord. The D minor 7th is the 6th. A minor 7th is an extension of the 6th chord, the minor, adding more color. The F we're back to the F chord, but the A and the bass, the reason they do that is because the next chord is B flat. So the bass, the A, pulls to the B flat, the root of the B flat chord, the four chord. First of all, I will play the chords in the key of F major. F, one chord. G minor, two chord. A minor, three chord. B flat, the four chord. C major, the five chord. D minor, the six chord. E diminished the seven chord. Now I will play the chords in the introduction. So it starts with the one chord F, then it goes to the D minor seventh chord, the sixth extended, then back to the F, this time with the A in the bass, and then the B flat, the four chord. I'll play that now. F, one chord. D minor seven, the sixth chord. F with the A bass. B flat, the four chord. 
Now I will play the four chords again, and I will play an E against each chord so you can hear how the color changes. Against the first chord is the major seventh, an extension. The E is a non-chord tone, so it has various shades of color. Against the D minor seventh, it's the ninth, another non-chord tone. Then we're back to the F chord, where it's the major seventh again. And for the B flat, there is no E. We have F and D, two chord tones, so we're resting before the entrance of the voice. I'll play that now. F with the E. D minor seventh with the E. B flat with the F and D. When you use non-chord tones, you get varying degrees of color, shades, and emotion. When you use chord tones, you usually get strength and rest. I will play the melody of the introduction slowly now so you can hear this back and forth movement. And this is so important because the melody of the verse is based on this technique. So I played it slowly without the syncopation so you could hear the underlying technique. Now, at the normal tempo, I believe we don't consciously hear all this, but we do feel it. And subconsciously, it helps us understand the song and adds to its continuity in making sense and reaching the listener. In previous podcasts, I've written about how we have melodic hooks, rhythmic hooks, and harmonic hooks. And in the introduction, we certainly have heard the rhythmic hook, the syncopation, the harmonic hook of these four chords, which will be used throughout, and one of the melodic hooks that we will hear. At the end of the intro, we hear three notes, C, D, and F. This will become the melodic hook on which the whole first verse is built. Notice how the piano rests now, shining a light on the entrance of these three notes. The first verse. This first verse is 10 measures long. Actually, it's eight measures plus a two-measure extension. The first phrase, there ain't no gold in this river. This phrase is built on the three notes of the pickup that we heard at the end of the introduction. For the lyrics, no gold, we hear the same three notes, but now the order is F, C, D, F. For the lyrics in this river, we hear C, D, F, D, F, C, D, F. A perfect example of repetition and repetition with slight variation. Now for the second phrase. Actually, we could think of these first two phrases as one long phrase and these two as two subphrases. Either way, the lyrics are that I've been washing my hands in forever. This phrase is built upon two melodic hooks. It opens with the CDF hook that we just heard in the first phrase. That's for the lyrics that I've been. And then the rest, washing my hands in forever, uses the two notes, F and E, back and forth, the auxiliary neighbor tones, the F, E, F, E, F, E. Then it concludes with the lyrics ever with F, C, D, 
the three-note hook that we've heard. Instead of CDF, now it's FCD. And if we take out the C, we have the FD, which we heard at the end of the introduction, just before the entrance of the verse. This is such perfect melodic construction. We take two hooks. We take the hook at the end of the introduction, and then we have the hook that we heard first in the introduction, and we combine them. I will play that slowly now so we can hear it. Now for the next four measures, the lyrics are, I know there is hope in these waters, but I can't bring myself to swim when I am drowning in this. This is practically the same with very, very slight variation of the first three measures of the first phrase. But something really interesting happens now. The end of the first four-measure phrase ends with ever with the notes F, C, and D. And then there's a rest for a beat and a half. And then it continues with I know there, another C, D, F. This time, in the fourth measure of this second phrase, they repeat the third measure. We hear the lyrics, I am drowning in this, using the same notes as bring myself to swim when, the rocking back and forth between the F and E. So instead of resting now, we are continuing, extending the phrase. Now, instead of, as is common, ending with a four-measure phrase, we extend another two measures with the lyrics, silence, baby, let me in, and then the word, the lyric, go, which will introduce the chorus. And another great touch is, for silence, baby, let me in, we have the note A and G back and forth, rocking back and forth, then B flat to A for in. In other words, this is a sequence. A sequence is the same interval pattern, only higher or lower. So here, they, instead of going from F to E, F, E, F, E, now we move up to A, G, A, G, A, G, and then B flat. So we go one note above the A, then down to the note F for go. This is another version of repetition and variation. This time we have sequence and variation. This is one of the main techniques used in classical music. Also, I'd like to illustrate the point I made before about conscious and subconscious levels of hearing. As we play F, E, F, E, F, E against an F chord, that would create the root, the F, and the E, the major seventh. Against the B flat chord, the note F is the fifth, and the E is the fourth. As I play that slowly, listen to how the color of the notes change. Personally, I think of music as color. In fact, when I compose, I think in those terms. Actually, they say some people see color as they hear music. The chords for the phrase that we've just worked on are F, D minor 7th, F with the C bass, B flat. Same as the introduction and the beginning of the verse. Now for the extension, they do not change the chords. They keep the B-flat chord that was in the fourth measure also for the fifth and sixth measure extension. This is a classic technique to create anticipation 
which makes perfect sense because we are leading into what many consider the main part of any song, the chorus. In fact, many composers have said they start with the chorus. In Wagner's operas, I noticed where time is suspended by not moving the harmony. The movement of the chords helps propel the music through time. In other words, if the chords are moving one chord per measure, four beats each, and then all of a sudden you hold one chord for 12 beats, then it's like holding your breath. I'll play that for you now. And now we enter into the chorus. The chorus is 12 measures long. It is divided into three sections. The first part, the first phrase, is four measures. The lyrics are, go easy on me, baby, I was still a child, didn't get the chance to. As the chorus enters, everything changes, signaling this new section. The melody of the first sub-phrase, go easy on me, baby, is built on a long melisma based on the notes of the last two measures of the verse. A melisma is a flowing passage of many notes sung to a single syllable. The last two measures of the verse, we had the notes A, G, A, G, A, G, B flat, A. After we hear go, we hear easy on me, baby. And for those few syllables, we have the notes C, B flat, A, B flat, A, G, A, 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 G, G, A. So for six syllables, we have 12 notes sung beautifully in perfect tune with perfect phrasing, a perfect melisma. For the second subphrase, the lyrics are, I was still a child, didn't get the chance to. Notice how it ends on a preposition, up in the air, holding, suspending us lyrically, and this will be mirrored by the harmony as we shall soon see. The melody supporting these lyrics, although different, is rhythmically and melodically similar to the phrases of the verse. So the melody of the first phrase of the chorus, which has two subphrases, the first subphrase is built on a melisma, and the second one is built on phrasing very similar to the verse. Now, in regards to the harmony, the chords used are the same chords, except for one exception, that we heard in the verse. But this time, we have a different order. This is common in a lot of songs. They will use the same chords, but change the progression. Also, the timing. Instead of one chord per measure, four beats each, as in the verse, now we have F for three beats, D minor seventh for only one beat, now the C chord for three beats, and then the F with the A in the bass for one beat. Now, instead of going to a B-flat chord as before, now for the second half of this first phrase, we have G minor seventh, that's the two chord in the key of F, for three beats, back to the F for one beat, then B-flat for two beats, now we have B-flat suspended second. Before I play that, I'd like to uh, play the B-flat suspended second. Now, B-flat chord is B-flat D and F. 
If you take out the third of the chord, the D, then it becomes neither major nor minor. It's the suspended chord between the two. So here we have B flat, C, that's the suspended second, and F. Now the beautiful part of this is the note C is used for that lyric too, the one that's suspended in air. So here the music mirrors the suspension of the lyric. I think that's a really beautiful touch. And similar to a fine work of art, it's the littlest, smallest details that make the difference. And here, even though we might not realize it, as again I said before, we sense it. I will play that chord progression now. In addition, these chords are not played in the syncopated style of the verse, but more in a block style. I'll play that. So we have something new combined with something we've heard previously. The second phrase of the chorus, four measures long, the lyrics are, feel the world around me, I had no time to choose what I chose to do. This is basically the same as the first phrase, although it ends on the note F of the B-flat chord, a chord tone, rather than that ambiguous C of the B-flat suspended chord. So this comes to a more definite end. What is so interesting is that the musical phrase pause with a rest after the lyric two at the end of the first phrase, mirrored by that B-flat suspended second chord. Now the thought continues with this phrase, the second phrase finishes the thought. In other words, in the chorus, we have one long sentence. Go easy on me, baby. I was still a child. Didn't get the chance to feel the world around me. I had no time to choose what I chose to do. This combined with two four-measure sections. The second section, a repetition of the first. This creates overlapping elements of music and lyrics. Beethoven was a master of dovetailing elements, thereby he could introduce anything he wanted, no matter how distant the thought, and it would sound like it fit perfectly. And at the end of the chorus, we see one more really interesting technique. As with the verse, there is an extension. The lyrics are, so go easy on me. So we could look at this as one extra measure containing the title of the song. What we are really hearing is the return to the introduction, the four measure introduction, with the first measure containing this phrase. An elision, where the end of the chorus and the beginning of the introduction are fused into one. We hear the introduction, and that will bring us back to the second verse. Verse number two. This second verse opens with the lyrics, there ain't no room for things to change. Musically similar to the first verse with new lyrics and one slight alteration. At the end of verse one, there existed a two bar extension with the lyrics, silence baby, let me in, go. Now at the end of verse number two, the two bar extension is cut back to one measure instead of two. We hear, but now I give up. As I have often stated in previous podcast episodes, 
Repetition and repetition with variation are probably the most important and used techniques in all forms of music. Now we lead into chorus number two. As we return to the chorus, the music and lyrics are the same, as is the normal procedure. This time, the extension and introduction are omitted. We move directly into a bridge. A modern bridge in today's music is a section introduced to add something new into the verse, chorus, and if it's a pre-chorus, architecture, introducing something new into the mix. See podcast episodes number eight and nine for more on the modern bridge. In this bridge, we see the ingenious fusing of elements from the introduction, the verse, and the chorus combined with something new. There exist two phrases, four and five measures, creating an uneven section. The bridge, phrase one. The lyrics are, so go easy on me. The title is sung mostly with melisma, a repetition with variation of the first phrase of the chorus. The chords and the accompaniment recall the verse. However, the bass line is new, now featuring eighth notes reinforcing the root of each chord, which is still played in the syncopated style. So in this first phrase of the bridge, we see chords and chord rhythm from the verse we see a melody from the chorus, and we have something new with a new bass line. Now, the second phrase of the verse. The lyrics are, I had good intentions and the highest hopes, but I know right now it probably doesn't even show. Now, the first phrase was four measures long. This phrase is five measures long. And once again, we have something new combined with something old. The right hand of the piano accompaniment is very close to the first phrase with minor changes to fit the new chord progression, which has been changed to F, D minor 7th, C and B flat, rather than the F, D minor 7th, F with the A bass and B flat suspended second of the first part of this bridge. However, the bass line has reverted back to the syncopated style. This adds more intensity to this second part. The most noticeable change is the melody now introduces something entirely new. The lyrics, I had good intention and the highest hopes, are built on neighboring tones, which we have heard earlier quite a bit of the melisma, but now moving around a higher note, C, and this is very noticeable. We notice that the range of the voice now has moved up, which combined with the syncopated bass line, create the added emotion and intensity to this phrase. For the lyrics, but I know right now, the melody moves in a downward direction, featuring the only accidental, a note not in the scale, the key, in this song. We hear the note A flat for the lyric no. Any alteration of a note such as this signals an important moment or lyric In fact, in this case, A-flat is the lowered third, the minor third in the key of F. F, G, instead of A, we have A-flat. The minor third and the minor seventh are the blues notes. At the end of the phrase, for the lyrics, it probably doesn't even show. We have a B-flat chord, as before, held for two measures, elongated, 
creating anticipation for what is to come. And in this case, it will be back to the chorus. The melody for those lyrics is a rising line. I'll play that now going from a middle C up to a higher D. So when we combine the B-flat chord suspended for two measures extended and this rising melodic line, once again we have intensity and anticipation of the return to the chorus. The final chorus leads us into a four-measure ending, the coda, which combines the title, So Go Easy On Me, with the music of the introduction. In other words, coming full circle for closure. We have seen amazing techniques for any composer in any style of music to emulate, elevating their work to a higher level. For example, forecasting future events dovetailing sections through layered elements, combining elements from different sections, fusing the old with the new, creating dynamic and emotional shifts through the change of vocal register and accompaniment patterns, to name a few. I'd like to leave you with this quote by Georgia Cates, music is what feelings sound like. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, Joe.